Welcome everyone to Design My FM, a podcast about mind-blowing design conversations. I'm your host Abhimanyu and joining me is my co-host Lavik. Wow, it's like super energetic. What are we discussing today? <laughs> Do you have any idea? All right. So today's topic of discussion is design inspiration. Uh-huh. Yep. I see. So we started thinking about this topic when i sort of remembered that there were weird and unusual places where you can get inspiration from and so you know we discussed and we came to the conclusion you know why not do an episode on design inspiration in general just explore this side of things and see what we come up with yeah like it's crazy how people get inspired and then they execute it in their designs just just amazing yep All right. So, I think let's begin. Let's look at our show notes. The first question we've got in our show notes is where do you look for design inspiration in general as of today? So, why don't you go first, Lavi? Hmm, for me, uh conventionally definitely I do go to the platforms available like Dribble, Pinterest or Medium, read case studies. And uh, that actually helps. A lot of people criticize Dribble, Medium and Pinterest saying uh good designers shouldn't be going to pinterest or as a lot of designers are tagged you are a pinterest designer mhm but i find it quite useful i think it also depends how you use it like if you recreate the same stuff you might be tagged that way but then right if you just use it for inspiration that's kind of where we are getting at right yeah yes i agree like even in my case uh, obviously dribble and behance is something that al- almost the entire design community goes to for uh, getting inspired mm-hmm. there are also platforms like muesli i think that's how that's how it's pronounced which is sort of meant for design inspiration every day yeah i think muesli is more towards the user interface inspirations right right it's channeled on medium so mm-hmm. a lot of other so like this the this ux collective right this one there are other couple of prototyper and things like that mm-hmm. which are really good blogs mm-hmm. they have interesting content right And then like there's the the other place that I look to for design inspiration is obviously the apps on my phone. Like almost every other day there is a new app that is doing something differently and uh, you know obviously you can learn from it. Mm-hmm. And uh, since it's already out there and people are using it, you can sort of gauge how well people are or are not liking it mm-hmm. uh, just by using the app or even you know looking at reviews and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that's another place where I would normally look for inspiration. Yeah, they help in competitor analysis as well. Not generally analysis, but also like just looking at the competitors and how they are doing it, uh, the micro interactions and you know other stuff. Right. All right. So these are some of these standard places where people look for inspiration, right? If you've got to look for inspiration elsewhere, like what are some other places that you look to for inspiration? Uh, I feel uh, reading books might help sometimes. Like I'm not a big reader though mm-hmm. but uh, i read design books they are pretty heavy interesting but yes they give you interesting approaches to solve problems sometimes and uh, that becomes an inspiration in like an inspiration in the process for you mm-hmm. to come up with a solution and justify it properly right so you're you're mainly talking about design focused books or product focused books right stuff that yeah. where people talk about their process or they talk about you know how something impacted something in in the flow of things right yeah and they talk about a lot of interactions or case studies or interesting stuff that they found around themselves right 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 which also kind of reminds me of the whole concept of skeuomorphism right that's kind of where uh, ios famously began 
showing people how things worked where they took inspiration from like real life products things that happen in your life mm-hmm. and sort of brought them to this digital canvas to make people more comfortable like if you think about it like if behance and um, dribble sort of existed at that point mm-hmm. the kind of inspiration you would see would have been for uh mainly desktop type things right because desktops were the main things personal computers mm-hmm. so you would see desktop application inspiration and i don't think like you would have got anything by just looking at those because now there's this entire touch screen world that you're supposed to come up with interactions for right so if those platforms existed then obviously you wouldn't have uh figured how to use inspiration from them to build something like iOS right hmm so it's very interesting how apple looked at this entire world like physical world and sort of converted that into a digital virtual look alike sort of a thing to to make you comfortable and to teach you some of these concepts of you know what an app is mm-hmm. so for example if you think of something like the books app that was there it was made up of actual shelves and there were books like kept in places right oh yeah i remember it yeah it it was beautiful exactly right so the objective was to allow users to sort of imagine that a shelf in the real world in the digital world it could look something like this have you seen that app on, working on an ipad it it looks so amazing like i can i can use it today as well if right. <laughs> provided the same interface <laughs> exactly and obviously now apple has moved away from skeuomorphism yeah and if you think about it it's it's fine because people now understand how digital touch interfaces work right they don't need an introduction or training in terms of uh, getting to know how to use this so i think uh, from that perspective that is another place when you're looking for inspiration for something that doesn't already exist maybe look at stuff in real life maybe look at look and see how people do things in real life yeah a couple of years from now imagine if there were if some company was coming up with a new kind of interface and they had to look how people do things in real life that real life right now would be the equivalent of using a touch screen device right that's what real life is at this point yeah interestingly like microsoft hololens and the other companies that are working with virtual reality or extended reality are coming up with different sorts of uh, gestures like the pinch gesture for hololens or clicking on it makes a lot of sense although i don't find it super intuitive but it's fun to do i don't know why right and like if you think about it what they're doing in these new interfaces is like skeuomorphism for today's devices so today's devices are these touch enabled devices where you pinch and you scroll by just like moving your finger around mm-hmm. and those are what are getting translated into these new age xr experiences right so in virtual reality or augmented reality you're trying to replicate some of those interactions in that mixed reality interface right so this the skeuomorphism that's happening there is like you sort of replicating what you've done in in actual physical digital devices yeah i mean it looks good as well as uh, bad because see it's eventually evolving so probably they are taking gestures of now mm-hmm. using them in some other fashion and then probably it will evolve into something else tomorrow like i was looking at one of the interfaces from intel which uh, basically produced the imagery directly into your retina and you could control it from your eye movement so probably they are they were am ambitioning it for a zero ui or zero interface kind of thing you don't interact with it your, with your hands this eyes are enough right 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 because at the end of the day it is human computer interaction right you're trying to figure out different ways of interacting with something whatever makes it work that 
sort of also reminds me like with the question of where else do I look for inspiration <laughs> that reminds me of this um, when I was in my school like back in I don't know long time ago I was sort of responsible for uh, designing my school calendar mm-hmm. and that was like the first time that I was actually given a responsibility as big to do anything in terms of design right and I remember very clearly, I was sitting at my house, uh, I was using Coral Draw at the time. That, that was what we used to use to design exactly. And I was thinking, um, so I had to basically differentiate the, dif- the dates on a, on a particular month. And I wanted to do something which was not like just basic lines separating these squares. So I was trying to figure out what else I could do. And I clearly remember looking down at pajamas that I was wearing, <laughs> which had this uh, check uh, sort of a pattern uh, with translucent lines, right? So I was looking for something that wasn't solid lines separating squares. And looking down at my pajamas, I literally got inspired to using translucent lines. <laughs> uh, and you know, wherever they intersected, they'd always obviously have these uh, darker, small little squares. So that's kind of what I used for designing my school calendar. My pajamas created my school calendar is sort of the story there. So (laughs) I guess if you think about it, like looking for inspiration to do anything around design Mm -hmm. could just be in the real world right next to you, right? It could be stuff you're wearing. It could be stuff you're doing. Look outside your window and you might find something you get inspired by. So um, we always do keep going back to Dribble and Behance. And, you know, the more we keep going back to that, the more all of our work together as designers might start looking very similar. So if you want to do something different uh, that probably hasn't been done before, or maybe that sort of stands out, look elsewhere, look in the real world for inspiration, uh, just observe stuff, things like that. Yeah, I I totally agree here. And uh, I remember back when I was in college, we used to go to a lot of places like parks Mm -hmm. or other places uh, would include like street food and things like that when we were facing a lack of inspiration and blocks then we'll go there and uh, suddenly uh, i think distraction also helps sometimes so Hmm. that could distract you or maybe you'll find something interesting Uh, you'll find a really good photograph to click that you would want to incorporate in your mood board Mm -hmm. and stuff like that so that really boosts up the process and you boost up your morale as well because now you suddenly have something that you created on your own or you found on yourself true on your mood board it is not there anywhere else probably true true like it's not from google images <laughs> so to say right it's like something you created from scratch <laughs> yeah exactly right so and and that also brings up an interesting point like i see a lot of people like in our studio itself are uh, people who are designers good visual designers also have a very good eye in photography yeah like i see a lot of designers uh, who are good at photography and i think that sort of uh, it shows how that eye to look at things a little differently helps designers constantly become better that there's some sort of a correlation between being a good designer and also being a good photographer maybe not in 100% of the cases but i do see that there's some sort of correlation there I agree. I I talk to my colleagues and friends who are designers and I always find this dying photographer inside them. (laughs) Okay. It's like, like, I want to do photography, but I don't get time, dude. And Mm. I I would love to do photography, but... Right, right, right. But then you can go out, just click. Uh, Probably just don't take the professional camera, take your phone and just click. 
yeah i mean that's good enough to get inspired right like if there are people out there who are designers and you know maybe have not tried their hand at photography maybe just try doing that for the sake of inspiration like what we were just saying right if you are not if you don't call yourself a photographer currently but you are a designer and you are looking you are in a place where you're looking for inspiration just take your phone go out and i don't know just try to capture things uh, from an unusual angle or things that sort of catch your eye and then look at them closely you might come up with something uh, that helps you with your actual design work that you're doing yeah i i agree it's uh, it's a very important aspect of uh, looking at things when you have a frame you you think a lot exactly which also like it reminds me of this app which i at least have on my phone called adobe capture it's from adobe which allows you to mm-hmm. from the real world pick out things so previously these were all like separate apps now everything's combined into one app one function that this app has like if you point it at something mm-hmm. all the colors that are available in front of the camera lens it will sort of pull out a palette from that oh yeah the same app allows uh, for this other thing like if you point it at something it can convert what it's looking at into vector images mm. so you don't really need to like illustrate or draw you can literally point your phone somewhere and get something from the real world converted into a digital thing so i i think that app again if you don't want to just go out just clicking photos you can take that app and see what all it allows you to do and maybe capture get some inspiration from the real world that way that is something that's probably interesting to do yeah that's interesting and uh, sometimes it's just fun so i also loved that app uh, prisma that was earlier there oh yeah it used the artist's style to put it in your photograph and fil- as a filter right. probably exactly uh, so a lot of people also criti- criticized people clicking photographs from them that you're just uh, adding so many filters and generally photographers don't like uh, a lot of filters they're like uh, it should be original uh-huh but it's, it adds a lot of flavor drama and you know other elements to it so just trying out those things sometimes might help true i agree with that it's like it's like your take on what you're looking at right so some photographers out there would probably you know say that okay leave things as they are the way they're looking and you know don't add too much to it but then there are some photographers that create art out of some regular photographs that they have yeah so sometimes uh, let's say i clicked a photograph somewhere and uh, i am not very happy with the color scheme and i'm not ha- very happy with the mood and lighting mm-hmm. so experimenting with those kind of stuff sometimes makes that picture happening and uh, very it's very interesting that you didn't like that photograph but uh, the other version of it you like it but sometimes as designers it's very hard for us to accept that i have applied a filter dude i can't use this this is not fair <laughs> true 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 right so um now we are talking about inspiration and you know getting inspired and there's like a flip side to it which is losing all inspiration right which is creative block oh how about like how is that something that you deal with and like what do you do when when there's creative block cuz obviously every designer out there faces that at some point i would ask this question first to you since you are a, like a senior okay. to me and you have <laughs> okay. more experience how do you deal with that because i am i am suffering <laughs> all right so a lot of i guess answers to this question would be part of what we've discussed so far right looking for inspiration elsewhere mm-hmm. and um, a lot of times i believe creative block happens because you've been doing the same thing over and over again and now your mind has sort of given up it does not want to think in the same direction and and you you just can't like think of new things now 
the best thing i would say is take a break right like take a break do anything else and like now that you're stuck in your house clean utensils like clean your house oh. doing anything is going to give you this mental break after which if you come back i think you'll definitely look at things in a different way i really like the idea where you talked about cleaning utensils and cleaning stuff that's that's totally different from what you are actually doing as designers mm-hmm. yeah so here's to our workaholic designers there's nothing wrong in taking a break right <laughs> uh, because because a lot of them suffer guilt when you take break so there's nothing wrong in it just take it i've also learned it but it's it's fine to take a break exactly right and and it's required if you keep at it you might burn out yeah right it's not a thing that will happen to everyone and there are days when you feel so creative it's almost as if you can like create this entire product in one day right obviously that wouldn't happen but there are days when you feel just too creative and then there are other days when you're just like oh i wish this day just gets over and you know 2020 does seem to have a lot of those days yeah um but what's going to help you is just other things right if you are a reader go read a book and come back if there's any other hobby right if you're a gamer go play a game and come back if you like to work out or run just go do that and come back just just like uh, remove yourself from whatever you're doing creatively do something else and then come back with a different mindset i wouldn't say a fresh mindset but like a different mindset Hmm that makes sense people generally would say a fresh mindset but yes a different mindset is more mm-hmm. appropriate for this absolutely i also feel like sleeping helps if i don't get any ideas or i am facing a creative block i try sleeping and sometimes that helps true because you're just so much engrossed in your work that you actually need a sleep yeah 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 sleep is a great way to reset your brain right like uh there's a lot of times i've been before i was a designer i was like i used to be a programmer mm-hmm. and a lot of times when i was looking for a solution to something and i couldn't find it i knew that if i slept on it when i wake up the next morning and i thought about it like as soon as i thought about it the solution will come to me and that always used to happen and i recently recently had someone else apply that there was a developer i was working with and i wanted them to implement a design in a specific way so that it can be used long term for other things mm-hmm. and they just couldn't figure it out and i was like you know what don't worry about it just just like forget about it right now this was a conversation i was having at like 9:30 or 10 i was like forget about it right now mm-hmm. come back tomorrow morning let's talk about it then right mm. they they left they came back in the morning and the first message that came from them was i figured it out right so sleep for sure is the is the greatest way to reset your brain it's almost like pressing the power button on your phone and pressing restart that's superb that's just fabulous i think in our industry developers are actually very very suffocated with their deadlines and timelines and the amount of code and the problems mm-hmm. the bugs i mean it's hard for them to get it solved <laughs> Yeah even for them right like i mean we are doing creative work which anyway requires um, us to think differently every day yeah. but even in work where you are coding you need to be able to think differently to solve problems right that's what coding is all about you've been given a problem you'll probably have the same problem and on a, on different days you'll solve it differently so it is very much possible that you have i don't know what's the equivalent of a creative block when you're coding but you can have some block I think uh coding is creative in its own way. Absolutely. Right, right, right. Uh like structuring those loops and all those things. Yep. Uh so uh I feel a lot of developers don't take enough rest. 
they they don't uh, get up from their pcs until they solve it so i think that tendency of doing things that way mm-hmm. might take them longer than you know just getting out of it sleeping for a while and then coming back yeah it's exactly it's exactly what this is right like when you have a creative block you're just going to keep sitting at your desk trying to figure out how to do this hmm. and you take a break and you come back voila you're done you understand how it needs to be done and you solved your problem so you overall you took longer but like the time you actually took to think about stuff is really short hmm interesting i i think uh, developers should take a really really good uh, message from this and you know rest for a while there's nothing wrong in it <laughs> yes absolutely <laughs> all right is there anything that anything else that comes to our mind now uh, regarding inspiration i was going to ask about food interesting okay <laughs> what about food so uh, food becomes sometimes a very good reward okay <laughs> when in creative block so you can treat yourself well okay i'm hungry i should eat something or probably i should eat something that i don't eat very often it's very occasional and i'll love it so treat yourself with something like that and uh, you start feeling good and hmm. suddenly then it'll lead to i think you are sort of getting into the territory of like dopamine release right yeah like implementing implementing the persuasion modern on yourself on oh, yourself right 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 huh interesting i'd probably try it out at some point like i don't know maybe that does work yeah. i haven't observed myself i mean i guess i keep rewarding myself that way every now and then <laughs> so i don't know if it really works uh, when i'm having a creative block but maybe it does yeah definitely there's no permanent solution to it that mm-hmm. this is the key and you know the door will open right. but there are multiple workarounds exactly like something might work for someone which might not work for someone else right of course like yeah you've got to figure out your own uh, break right let's just call it a creative break so you got to figure out your own creative break uh, to get away from this creative block yeah i think we should just name this episode break <laughs> sure <laughs> design inspiration and break. design inspiration and creative break i think let's just let's maybe use that <laughs> so i think that's a lot that we've covered around inspiration um it's it's a good starting point again we don't want to keep these episodes too long we just want to touch upon a topic at least for now and uh, you know see what we come up with and if that helps anyone out there so that is actually an important uh, part of why we are doing this podcast right we we want to improve ourselves as designers but we also want to help anyone out there who is listening to this yeah so if you've got any comments uh, that you'd like to share with other listeners or just like letting us know about stuff uh, you can reach out to us uh, on twitter and instagram at designmindfm or you can reach out to us at designermite.fm at gmail.com remember that there's a dot in there designermite.fm at gmail.com so that was a super inspiring episode on design inspiration and we would keep coming up with more such stuff feel free to drop us some suggestions on instagram and twitter at designermite.fm see you all in the next episode till then stay tuned